Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 407. The whole group is here, and uh, we love hanging out with each other. We would never leave each other in the middle of Love's anything. a strong word. You know, I don't know that we're there yet. We haven't had that conversation, but... Uh... Yeah, we had uh, some toy news coming out from New York uh, Toy Fair. Also talked about uh, some Netflix shows, and we had some books that we reviewed. Uh, I reviewed... Uh, Bloodshot number one. Charles. I reviewed uh, Bang uh, from Dark Horse Comics. <laughs> ah! Reviewed by Keanu Reeves. <laughs> uh, well, I reviewed Marvel, Marvel Voices number one. And yeah, I did uh, some DC books. Uh, one from Aftershock and uh, Wolverine. Yeah. 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 Then a nice booze in a book to go with a nice brewery that we... Found at the West Michigan Beer Festival. You say we, but I mean I wasn't there. Yeah, no, Tony does stuff without us. Were you there? Us. No. Then what's this we bull? Yeah. You got something in your pocket right now? A little, little lepre- leprechaun dude? <laughs> His friend. Say Let hello me. to my little friend. <laughs> <Let me> out. <laughs> oh. I gave him a bunch of gold. things it to say about what he just said. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, with that, I guess uh, grab a, a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 407. I'm blue, danda dida. It just sounds like you don't know how to sing that song. <laughs> oh, trying to put Have you ever heard that song? You just should look it up just now. Did someone tell you about the song from afar? Albonia. Albo. Yeah. Or bone. Albone. Albonia. Albonia. Hmm. Yeah. We should make it. We should just make a place called Not a Placia. <laughs> Not a real place yet. <laughs> that oh, sounds I've been like there. Can't, can't find it on a map yet. Magnetic North yet. You're just adding ia at the end of things. Clearly. It's like when people speak bad Spanish and they just put all at the end. Or, uh, or el. Yeah. El bathroomo. <laughs> Where is... And they get louder yeah, as yeah, if yeah. that's going to help. Oh. Using their hands to try to... They're not good at charades at all. They're like square. You know... Poopa. <laughs> like holding the poop in their hands. You know, this is why this podcast needs video. Oh my god. That whole thing right there. I need to go. <laughs> Hello, Poopo. Or or instead of saying like I like the me, like me want a pizza o <laughs> Oh my god. Said bro, you want a pizza? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> My stomach hurts and I'm a bit dizzy already. Now we're ready to go. <laughs> I need a taco. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's the best part when the Spanish word's already in Spanish. Taco o. Add it. El the burrito. Real word is talk. We just added the O a long time ago. Mexico. And everyone accepted oh. it. <laughs> oh, I did that wrong. Oh. oh, so I had a blast yesterday at the West Michigan Winter Beer Festival. Yes, I am surprisingly in good shape. 
today because it was day drinking and my hangover came at about midnight last night, which I woke up just feeling like garbage and all I wanted was a More greasy garbage. a greasy burger. Yeah. And I was tubs and McDonald's. Yeah, I was so close. You can pay me twenty dollars. I will go get you. You could have walked there. It's great out right now. I actually did think about calling someone and giving them money. (laughs) I needed just something a burger greasy that bad, and yeah, I still sadly have not. So my stomach. I'm gonna do a favor. You can call me anytime. What I'll do is I'll just be like, yeah, dude, I'll be right there with it. And then go to bed. <laughs> Double favor. This is what happens when Tony doesn't have any actual real groceries in his house like an adult. He could have made himself his own burger. No, well, I mean, I brought my... Uh, I actually do have the stuff to make burgers except for the buns. Oh. And the meat. And the, no, the oh, sandwich cheese. You could have done a, pale- a paleo burger. <laughs> or the space no, on my products. counter to cook. Or a clean stove. I mean, that's air burger. <laughs> Just an air burger. Mm. Yeah, like Peter Pan. I'm having yeah, one now. Yeah, like in Hook. <laughs> You're doing it, Tony. You're doing it. <laughs> You're playing with it. <laughs> oh, I am a big kid. That's for sure. Yes. Uh, I will just say that the once that again the the, panties wet. the, <laughs> the beer fest. Let's go on. <laughs> Sorry. I'm gonna have to tone down the volume when I edit this. Your Sorry. laughter is damn. I know. It's just one of those. It's hey been like that my whole life. I had I had a lot of good beers. A uh, group we went with uh, all had a blast. I made my lazy man's uh, necklace with just a giant bag of jerky and. You call it lazy man's, but I think it's smart. Just not doing everything individually and putting on. No, there are some people that had some freaking killer necklaces that eating some cookies off of. One of my friends had circus peanuts tied up together, which uh, it was like garlic to a vampire for our friend Brendan. He was like, get that away from me. Leave me. Because he absolutely hates that dude. shit. There was one time, and I think we might have mentioned it before, but there was one time we went up north and there was 80 bucks on the table. We were just pulling out money to have him to eat. Even a small, tiny bit of a circus peanut. He wouldn't eat it. He wouldn't eat it. And we're like... Is he allergic to peanuts? Does he think it's real peanuts? No, he just thinks it's the <laughs> grossest thing in the world. I mean, they are super gross, but I would definitely eat for one for $80. I, mean, I would fucking it's eat one like for 10 It's not like shit, but... you know? It's not like someone stuck their hand down their crack and then handed it to you with that hand. That's how Brandon feels about it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was great. And then I also saw Sonic the Hedgehog, which... As you were saying, you felt it was more for kids. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's might be why I enjoyed it so much. Mm-hmm. The stupid puns and As jokes and everything obsessed. was yes. great. Like, I would hand down put it a 7.5, but I give it an 8.5 because of what they did with the CGI that made... I, I don't think I would have enjoyed it yeah. looking at that right. monstrosity You have respect before. for their corrections. Yeah, and yeah. I'm glad that it's making money so that hopefully you know rewarding them doing the right thing as well as maybe getting a sequel it was a nice little teaser at the end and i thought the overall story was great and all the easter eggs and everything within it mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. solid it was enjoyable but there's but, a lot of other things going on in the world today like what well like the new york toy fair was going on this is tony's shangri-la Yes, I mean just seeing all of like 
the, the stuff that's going to be coming out. And, yeah, he's real excited. Don't about say it like that. He's Toys real excited about the opportunities for. Uh, it's yeah. the same thing. <laughs> 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 one goes inside you. One stays outside of you. Well, oh. uh, maybe. <laughs> you, in, you go inside, dude. <laughs> you'll so, see. You'll see the difference. <laughs> Transformers toys are something that I still love, but I also understand toys are made for kids, and they're not all made for me. Mm-hmm. But I do love the masterpiece class kind that are made more for adults with um, better articulation and harder to uh, transform mechanics. And a lot of the toys I've been seeing now are more based for younger kids sure. that easier to transform. So I don't necessarily care for those, but I'm glad that they're still pumping out a lot of different things. There are some more um, adult ones that I saw, um, summary issues of things. But one of the cooler mechanics that I think is cool within some of this new uh, waves coming out is a voice-activated type uh, mechanic where they can say Optimus Prime, like, power shields and, like, up flips like a chess piece and everything and mm. and like activate and like lights and sounds go on and I'm like that's some shit that I never had as a kid and mm-hmm. kind of wish I would have then <clears throat> did they program it to respond when you say things it doesn't understand you're like remember when we they used to have those text based games Furbies? way back in the day and you would be like go fuck yourself and it'd be like I don't understand what yeah, you're yeah. saying oh, or it would be like how dare you or something like that like well, it's I not wish... really it's not really repeating it's just it's listening really for that wish. command word so like if it hears power I think or... this is like it's like the Buzz Lightyear mm. toy where it's like there's somebody here you know it responds yeah. to those things and then otherwise it's just. I think most adults with kids would really like a voice recognition software in there that can only the parent has a password to turn the volume down or deactivate and do not come on until I say again. Yes. (laughs) I don't want to hear it anymore. (laughs) Billy, go to bed. I actually did see some stuff from the uh, Toy Fair, um, which is unique because I don't really watch that stuff, but um, Microsoft bought Minecraft a couple years ago now. Uh, they bought Mojang, the company, and they're actually doing Amiibo-style toys for Minecraft uh, Earth, which is like the Pokemon Go of Minecraft. Okay. So they're actually getting into that. You have a toy that combines... like It's NFC, so you put it on your phone, and it adds things in-game. So they're actually combining those. They're super cute, but I'm like... I don't know why the Amiibos ever took off. I think it's just that having a toy aspect. I mean, I get it for, like, the Lego stuff. Like, Lego Dimensions was super cool. You could throw, like, a Lego character, like Lego Batman, all the DC characters, and play as them in the game. And then I think uh, Disney, whatever they had, they had their system, too, where you could have, like, Disney characters, and you could only play as them if you bought the toy. Spyro did it Mm -hmm. uh, with one of their games, stuff like that. So The Spyro um, one was infinitely more successful than the Disney one that... Came out. I forget what they called that, but my nephew, I bought my nephew a lot of those toys because he had like two or three of the games. Yeah. And every time they came out with a new game, the other ones weren't for that game, so he had to buy all new toys. Mm-hmm. He had just a crap ton of little monster toys to step on when you get home. But Well, Mattel has a <coughs> cyber truck uh, in the Hot Wheels line coming out, which I still think that thing is god awful. But what they also have coming out is a small scale model. Uh, RC race car that can go up to 25 miles per hour. That's fucking sweet. I can only imagine how many times 
you just go off track and that thing is just going to get destroyed. The thing is, like, how big is that? This is like a, not like on a track, right? It's on just like a normal RC car. Yeah, it's a normal yeah. RC car. That <clears throat> the physics behind it, you start going fast enough, you make any slight turn, that thing will roll. Yeah, and that's where I'm. That's where back in the day I used to think the fastest RC cars were the greatest, <laughs> and if it was slow, it sucked. There's the difference of well, the slower ones you won't destroy in your first yeah. time, and and then the next ones. Uh, a couple of the coolest things uh, coming out nostalgia wise. Do you remember the old uh, Tiger Electronics? Yes. They're the little just games that had like two buttons up and down or whatever. Well, they're re-releasing them and they're coming back with uh, a couple of the old school ones and I hear some newer ones, which I can't imagine how hard those are to program. They probably just pop them out one a day for a new, entirely different experience. I had a shit ton of those because, of course, they were pretty cheap and could use them on the go if you didn't have a Game Boy at the time. So I find that interesting. Um... One of the coolest things is this new Baby Yoda that is uh, electronic. Baby Yoda Furby, basically. Pretty much, so, yeah. Yeah. Coos and it. Oh my god. So I had a. And it, it like will do like his hand going up like he's using the force and. Does it have? Is it by the same people who do Furby? I don't. You know. I don't know who does Furby. It's less terrifying than a Furby. So I used to have a Gizmo Furby, uh -huh. and I had an ET. Furby, and they would talk to each other sometimes randomly in the middle of the night, which was super creepy. But it was so much fun, like just to listen to them have conversations with each other. <laughs> and My I, Xbox sometimes turns on in the middle of the night by itself. It weirds me out because you know there has the, the there's a. Want to play with you, Charles? Can I stay the night? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the ghost. No reason at all. I'm not afraid of ghosts. So this baby Yoda is only going to be sixty dollars. You can pre-order it oh, now. That's, that's kind actually of, not yeah. too bad. It's coming out in the fall, though, is when it's ooh, released. Ooh, perfect timing. It does have that weird blinking thing. I wonder how many people are going to yeah. die with this But time. it's not as bad as a Furby because the eyeballs <coughs> on Yoda are <coughs> popping out. Right. So it looks less Does creepy. it make the whirring machine noise every time it's <laughs> <a little? laughs> Like, my garage door opening right now? <laughs> Someone's home. <laughs> I'm home. Oh, wait. Can oh. I stay the night? <laughs> <laughs> There's a ton of G.I. Joe figures, some Gundam figures, um, like I said, a lot of other, the Transformers ones, which I haven't gotten to see all the pictures, and this is a con that I feel like I need to go to at one point in my life. Huh? Like, if you ever get married, it's probably going to be at this toy fair. With a toy. You're going to marry a toy. Most likely. <laughs> I mean, that's cool, man. Whatever you want to do. It's fine with me. I mean, I there's wanna, a lady I don't want to go on like, a double coaster. date with you, that's all. <laughs> don't want it. I'm not going to do it. You're not going to double date with him and his toy? Mm-mm. Was it Lars and the Real Girl or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the things that they showed off was new designs for the ongoing Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover. I haven't been reading this one, but now I feel like I have to. Um, what you get is the Power Rangers get some ninja garb, which pretty much they've kind of had in, in other series. Mm -hmm. But... The big take is the power or the turtles getting morphers and uh, their own Power Ranger suits. So you got. Um, they look like fat Power Rangers. They do. They just look like. I don't know. <laughs> I, from what I was seeing, it just doesn't show the shell enough. Yeah. I think that's the big thing. Well, there's, I mean, they have the shell on the back, but yeah, from the images that they showed, 
Now we have Donatello being the Black Ranger. We have Leonardo being the Blue Ranger. Uh, Pink Ranger is April. So you have, because there's only four turtles. Um, Yellow Ranger is Michelangelo. And of course the Red Ranger is Raphael. Ah, so and, they, they stayed kind of color-coded. Yeah. yeah. And then... But is have, Raphael the leader now? I, I would believe so. <laughs> I mean, was he ever not first... the leader? We don't know. Raphael. He was no, always in too, charge. He's too much of a loose cannon. Yeah. <laughs> but they're fighting an evil shredder that is also has the Green Ranger there. coin. This, hands down, I want them to make action figures for. Mm. And like I said, there's other news that comes from Toy Fair, <clears throat> such as going back to Transformers, that Netflix has a new uh, couple series coming out on that. So these I'm most excited for. As well as Power Rangers has their new lightning uh, series or of toys that's coming out. A lot of them are reissues or they're more um, for the adults to kind of display. And one of which is the Green Ranger Dragon Dagger that I've been searching for a while <clears throat> mm -hmm. for the Legacy series. And this one's coming out. It looks badass. Comes with a stand and pre-order now. And it is only $59.99 which is hella cheaper than the Legacy one, so... You're talking about the dagger that plays like a flute, sounds like a trumpet, and it's played through the helmet? <laughs> yes, that okay. one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what company makes this uh, this toy? Uh, these ones are coming from... Sponsor coming up in five. Four. <laughs> yeah, we talked about sponsors, right? <laughs> I want to say it's... Uh, oh, it's... Uh, it's wrong. <laughs> No, it's uh, Hasbro because say, Hasbro, Hasbro does all the Power Rangers. Well, toys. now because yeah, all they, the toys I bought for my kids is Hasbro. Well, Hasbro <laughs> bought out um, pretty much Power Rangers, and now that's why they're being absorbed into the IDW place because Hasbro, Hasbro was Hasbro big is. Yeah. part with them, uh, as well as like a Rita figure and a Lord Zed, which looks badass, better than this crappy one that I have. So I feel like. I might have to get... Somebody put a lot of love into making that, so... You know. No, they just put in a lot of injection molding into it. But this one looks That's true. pretty... I, say, awesome. I do I like the Rita Sorry. because of the <laughs> element of the fabric potential on it. I think that that... that well, yeah, you can totally lift that skirt and yeah, check it out. If you, want to. if you wanted to, I'm not going to say I'm going to do it, but... No. A 10,000-year-old. Hey, maybe want to date for, with a first... <laughs> for first that date. That would be, I'm not going with it. With you. <laughs> first date in 10 millennia. <laughs> Man, she was cranky. <laughs> Got her some food. Hangry. Got her some food, and she was super happy. <laughs> and I, I know that after this week, and I'm going to be looking up a lot more of the toys. Um, these are just a few that I've seen, but one of them that I, I just find the most hilarious that I kind of truly want to collect them all now is the Star Trek cats from Chronicle Collectibles. <laughs> I mean, oh my god, they're just cats <laughs> that that are. You would be crazy, Star Trek. Dogs, right? Whoa. Whoa! Those are Romulans. <laughs> For sure. Are the cats like different breeds like yeah. of cats? What, what are the rest of the species? Or are they all cats? Everything's a cat. I mean, they're all cats. I mean, there's James T. Kirk cat. This doesn't go with Star Trek. Like, it's got yeah. a cat. Star Trek at Original all. series. Yeah. All different, different. Uh, Spock, Spock cats, right? Yeah. Instead of humanoids, it's like catanoids. You know, everything. I mean, just from the, the picture that I could see from that they took at the toy fair. Who's number two? That Spock cat is terrifying. <laughs> oh As Spock cat should be. It's terrifying looking. It looks like one of those hairless cats is that it? they put That'd clothes on. <laughs> oh, those are the best. When you put the clothes on, it's like it doesn't have any hair. It's cold. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, 
starts dying from the heat. Come, Jeffrey, <laughs> let's get your sweater. It's t- cold out today. <laughs> <coughs> a hairless cat would be named Jeffrey, yeah. right? I mean, <laughs> by default. Or I Spencer. Think. Spencer would be mm, a good one. Mm, Spence. Mm-hmm. Spencey, Spencey baby. <laughs> so there's uh, Star Trek news. There's uh, been announced uh, also that there are going to be two new series coming out uh, beyond the ones that they've already announced, which is uh, Star Trek Lower Decks and Star Trek Section 31, and then an untitled Nickelodeon Star Trek animated series. So Whoa, it's going to be O'Brien. It better be O'Brien. Life of O'Brien. That's the name of the show, <laughs> and it's all about Life of O'Brien. Chief O'Brien just sitting in the transporter room when no one comes there. He's just hanging out by himself, teleporting people around. Always look on the bright <laughs> side of. So are all the rest of them going on this life. CBS all access. all access bullshit? No, because some of these are going to different. Uh, networks in oh. different places so interesting yeah, I do need a thing to decide instead of putting them all in one place I guess but uh yeah I got a lot of other news but let's get into some comic books okie dokie Charles I read a new a number one um from Dark Horse Comics called Bang Oh, uh, it's described as a great fucked up blend of James Bond and Tintin. Nice. Said by Keanu Reeves. Ooh, Ooh Keanu Reeves. Do you hear those panties drop? <laughs> Just one. <laughs> Just the one. I looked at this. I was thinking <clears throat> about it, but then I felt like it was kind of like some. And of then the he was like, "This I've isn't read. sex." <laughs> <laughs> this isn't what I asked for. <laughs> so Charles, what's it about? It's about a great many things. It's got really. Like a weird sort of suggestion in it that you don't really get to find out about. Um, but, you know, uh, it starts off with this guy, Thomas Cord. He's like a secret agent. He's being interrogated by a couple of dudes. And then he, like, he's a James Bond character, right? And he's tied up in a chair. And he, the first thing he does is, like, makes fun of the bad guys, kind of distracts them. And he uses, like, a laser from his wristwatch to get out. Like, why wouldn't you take the laser wristwatch from this guy before you... Tied him up. It's an excellent question. He escapes with this uh, briefcase. He basically beats up these guys with a briefcase. Um, ends up getting away, getting on this boat, right? Opens the briefcase up, and it's just got, like, a book in it. The book's called, like, The 13 Stigmata <coughs> of... Uh, oh, shoot, what was it? The 13 Stigmata of Philip Verve. It's got this guy's pic- uh, face on it, and it's got, like, these tentacles coming out of its head. Anyways. Um, is this, the book special, chick- or is it... Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be special, I guess. Just but, like, a, is it, like... Magically special, like a Doctor Strange type book, or it's just like no, no, no. Someone's it's, it's life, the, it's or the content inside that uh, you know um, expands your mind, or something like that. The magic was inside of us the whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> at the very beginning of the book or the the comic, the guy's on the boat, right? He opens the thing, and then this chick shows up, and it's like one of those moments. It's like, Agent, you shouldn't be here right now, <laughs> and he's like, uh, This isn't. Regulations and they start like it's like they're gonna have sex. It's like they're gonna have sex real quick, and then she like pulls out a gun and shoots him in the head, tosses him off the boat, takes the book. I was like, what? Intrigue. Yeah. So uh, the guy whose name is um, Thomas Cord, I think. Um, He's he's dead, you know. And then it cuts to there's a meeting with a bunch of people, and this this uh, the lady who's in charge of the meeting refers to this guy, and um, she's calling him Thomas Cord. Clearly, he's a different person. And he, refer- he continues on, and you learn that they're part of this agency called MIX. 
Um, which is the mix. Hmm. The mix, right? Mi dash X. It could be Mi ten. Mi ten, true. Right. Ninety two five. The mix. That's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, go on. And uh, so this guy's given this mission. Thomas Cord, this new Thomas Cord, it seems, is given this mission about uh, finding the book. And he starts to go on the mission and starts to start having like an inner monologue. Starts to think about um, the company that is the bad guys, basically, which is called Gold Maze. The bad guys are Gold Maze. The good guys are MIX, MI10, MI. Am I saying it right? <laughs> <laughs> um, he's like he gets into this place, and then there's this like lady with a cigarette or something like that, and she's blowing smoke into his face and it turns out that that's gas like some kind of like uh, psychedelic gas and it basically puts him out so he lays there on the ground and it's, it actually is supposed to disrupt his mind um, because Gold Maze is a company that uh, believes that we are living in a basically maybe like a simulation kind of thing or no no uh, in the imagination of something it's kind of like probably like a meta thing about being inside the comic book maybe we're all on a snow globe <clears throat> kind of like yeah so he ends up uh going in and meeting the guy who who wrote the book right and they and he the guy is like looking through all these pages that he's like those like a typewriter that not been cut or something like that really long pages and he's like you're supposed to be here yesterday but it looks like it looks like someone shot you on a boat turns out you know i'm thinking that they just keep on making clones and then uh and this thomas cord guy is just another clone he goes he says to the guy you're not you're not the thomas cord you're a Thomas Cord, and that's pretty much basically where it ends up. You get to see these other comics that he wrote, that, or books that he wrote. One of the one of the authors' name is Paige Turner. <laughs> Turner uh, or Turna? Turnier. 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 <laughs> <Turnio. laughs> that's where it, that's where it ends up. And I was like, okay. I mean, I'd love to hear the actual how they're uh, moving sub consciousness from different bodies or something like that did they recover the first body or that the first the body of the first guy that we knew was Thomas Cord I guess they're all the same person I don't know. well I like so I'm looking at this and I like how they <clears throat> much like what they won't do in James Bond the first Thomas Cord was a white guy and I like that page where they she shoots him in the head because that's when the title comes in right because it shows him getting shot underneath his chin and the back of his head blowing off which is just a great image but then it just says bang mm -hmm. and then it's got like the author and artist information on the side um but the second thomas ford is black mm -hmm. so that's totally like what they refuse to do with james bond but what yeah. everybody wants so matt kind <clears throat> is definitely like i'm gonna do what 007 couldn't do here just switch it up a bit Make sense of it, or yeah. make sense of the actual changing of actors, right? Which is why Carbon uh, Altered Carbon, which is which should be called Foreskin. <laughs> foreskin. <laughs> altered Carbon should be uh, like an easy thing to write, you know. All of a sudden, we have a new actor playing the guy, like Doctor Who, right? Doctor Who was a simple. Oh yeah, yeah. We yeah. have the you can change bodies, you know, right. whatever, right? You change body, yeah. I guess this could be like that. <clears throat> Do any of you guys watch Supernatural? Yes. So there's this character in Supernatural that writes their boys their story. Yeah, yeah. He's the author. The god. Yeah, and that's what this guy at the end of this kind of looks like to me. Because it's a weird, like, spidery <laughs> contraption that's typing out just reams of pages. Mm. I mean, out of oh, the yeah. Typewriter. He, yeah, he wasn't really typing it. Yeah. He, he was, it was more like his, uh, like an assistant he had created, like a robotic, yeah, whatever, just, machine. A dictator. Yeah. Right. But, <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Dictated, not read. 
<laughs> Anyways, that's it. Bang, and I think it's interesting. It's I really art. do want to uh, yeah. learn more about it. It's a teaser. That's for sure. It doesn't mm-hmm. give you what you want, just like you know, good first comics do. It gives you just enough to make you want to keep on going. I mean, the first page says Keanu Reeves on it, so I'm like, <laughs> I gotta need read it. it. I need, he must. He must know something. <laughs> I do like Matt Kent. You know, if you read something about him, it's gonna be kind of fucked up. For sure. That was partly why I was almost gonna pick it up because I do like his yeah. his work, but bang, I just didn't. Bang! Like you have to say it like that because it has an exclamation point. I thought it was gonna be like more sexual, like bang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 buddy! <laughs> like a Beetlejuice doing <laughs> penis and butt. <laughs> you know my weird uh, amalgam there. <laughs> I do such great yeah, yeah. Uh, voice work. I'm glad you stopped doing your Bill Cosby. God, I forgot about that. Way to remind me. <laughs> he retired that creepy voice when Bill was retired. Anthony, what do you have? Um, I actually did Bloodshot number one uh, with the movie coming out soonish. I don't know what the exact date is. I think this one was that. technically number zero. Yeah, so it, I'm. This is. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> it's not a thing. It's number, number zero. Yeah. It's like, okay, so is it negative one then? Um, but yeah, this is... I, I read number one. There's two out, I believe. At least two. Um, but And I don't know if this is the original story of it or if this is like a reprint or whatever. It doesn't look like what the movie's going to be offering. It looks like the character's going to be the same, but the stories are pretty different. Um, the comic one is obviously more established, so it's got the characters and established person within its universe. It's not does it's not appearing as like an origin, as far as I can tell. Um, they basically just explain stuff about the character. There's a, a whole panel where they basically say uh, it starts off. He's immediately in a fight. He's fighting a bunch of guys. It's pretty brutal. They're about to kill a woman and a kid just because they're trying to uh, steal food to feed people. Um, which this military-esque group thinks might be terrorist. But, like, there's... <laughs> within, like, nine panels, or nine pages or whatever, you get to uh, basically him burning alive in a tank as he yells out that he did a good thing by helping. And you're like, okay, this is kind of brutal. What's going I'm on ro- here? I'm a modern Robin Hood. What are you guys doing? <laughs> uh, so he... And then they, they literally just say, he's engineered by the military contractor, Project Rising Spirit. He's a human body imbued with... They just tell you what he does. They're like, it's not like you have to discover it. They just do it. So mm. uh, it would be, I think it's be nice, especially if you do find to see the movie. Um, the color... It, it's very red. That is the thing I noticed, is there's a lot of fire. There's a lot of action. He himself is like uh, this kind of palish white color but then he has like this red hue around him um so cool colors i i've seen a lot of uh comparisons with the red and blue if you look at like all the new star wars force away uh like uh covers and like all modern movies all the x-men you see red and blue and like this contrast it's a lot of that they really took that red and blue color scheme um villains are cool action's cool uh I don't know that I'm personally am super interested in Bloodshot as a character. Maybe the movie will be good, but um, from this, it's like okay, so he's again, he's like some Robin Hoodie character. He d- 
dies but doesn't die, you know, because of the nanites and is this a consciousness thing? Upload, blah, blah, blah. Okay, now I know what you're talking about. So, the nanites, yeah, thanks. Yeah, nanites. No, no. Every time is it the Vin Diesel nanites, thing? Yeah, Vin, it's okay. the Vin Diesel's, the movie, I mean, the movie. Right. Um, it comes out on... Is it just me? Or, I mean, like, I'm not excited about seeing this kind of movie. See, I was excited for this world to be created and exploring um, Valiant, but I'm not, yeah... Don't know how this one's gonna turn out. Probably lackluster. It's yeah. I have zero expectations for this movie, and we'll probably not see it in the theater. But I love a good March twelfth. I love a good Vinny D movie, right? You accept him for who he is, and <laughs> listen, I just don't think I don't how think he's he made a name for himself. Right? I don't think he belongs in action at all. I think uh, he belongs in gangster movies or something like that. Yeah. Not that I'm that I think that he should really be stuck with that, but I mean, he shouldn't be like some uh, babysitter. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he needs to have family. Yeah, they, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it's all about family, Charles. That's what motivates Vin. I just don't want to see him like punch somebody and then expect them to get hurt from his punch. <laughs> well, that's why they're nanites. Yeah. Yes. Nanites, yes. Charles. They can increase the density of his mass or something. I don't know. So, not I, the comic itself is good. Uh, the story. Uh, seems kind of interesting. They introduce the prime minister. I think it's of uh, the UK, but they introduce a prime minister. He, he basically has a uh, document that's redacted, and he's like, "How do I have a redacted document? Like, I'm the leader of the country." And then the character basically, like, psychically tells him the truth, and he's like, "What was that?" And then the, his like assistant woman walks away, and is like, uh, "I wish you that's Black Bar." You, I bet you wish you didn't know now. I was like, okay. <laughs> it did. It just didn't. It seemed like so fast. I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much happening, and none of it seems weighty. So. Sounds like a Valiant book, especially it, if it's afford- your first foray into Valiant. There's a lot they like. It's for me. It's hard to get into Valiant books because they. They do have an extensive world that they've created. And they don't do retcons. They do not do retcons. So, like, Ooh, if you just jump into... Well, I think I want to say there was one big event that they kind of had some fate and stuff that kind of did a little bit about three years ago. Well, yeah, that was the one with the girl who could... Yeah. yeah I read, actually read that one. Um, but it's just, unless you're going back to the beginning... And starting from the beginning, it can they can be hard books to get into because they just they kind of expect that you know what's going on. And they did a decent it. job in this of like explaining with like a couple pages that, but that just says they they told you you could have probably learned a lot of this through reading older comics and pre written stuff in a good pace mm-hmm. and be like oh you know that's the thing about heroes is that it's like. <laughs> You know, the power scaling. Well, this person's now found a challenger. He has to go beyond. And now he's got another challenger. He has to go beyond. And they grow their power set until they get reset for whatever reason. Um, but in this one, they're just like, yeah, here's his power set. You know, they almost just right. should have put a, a character sheet up there and been like, here's his skills. Here's his abilities. Mm. Here's his stats. Uh, high in strength, low in intelligence. You know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's my Tony. All right. Um, I got two quick ones that I want to quick talk about. Uh, one is God Killers, number one. I almost read that. I was From Aftershock. For it, but... I'm... 
the reason why I'm giving this a quick one is because I don't want to get too much into it, but the basic uh, thing behind this is military group um, goes and kills, you know, kind of mythical creatures and everything, mm. the god killers, because in war now, that happens. And I was confused reading this, and I... I as much as, you know, there's Tom Clancy books or Jack Ryan shows, I'm not big into the military. I like the more mystery and fantasy. And this really started off with being kind of a military-esque book. And it wasn't really till the last couple of pages that we finally got um, a mystical-looking creature that then made me go, holy shit, that uh, is pretty brutal-looking. And I love the design. Mm. And it... It kind of reminded me partly of what um, God God's not or God is dead when I used to read those oh, books the, from Hickman. The, yeah, and that's where I was hoping this would be. So it hooked me at the end. Um, obviously, this being the first issue had a lot of backstory, but one of the tropes in most comics is it starts you off with like a big, you know hook at the beginning like something big happened and you're just like I want to know more and then you get that information throughout this where this like I said it just kind of started you off with this team going into you know a, a war zone um, and yeah and so there's that but I do think with just the last couple pages without giving away has intrigued me enough to at least pick up the next book and I hope it um, picks up more from that um, the other one is Deceased Unkillables, number one. Deceased was one of the, I feel, in the last year, great miniseries that DC did. It's obviously not main continuity because after the end of it, most all the heroes are dead and right. the zombie, you know, anti-life It's, anti -life the, it's, it's their Marvel zombies. Yeah. yeah, and set in a different universe. And so this kind of... I was wondering if this was going to somehow continue from that because it, it did not end on a good note. And this kind of is going back to the beginning of the infection. So, and this is going to be more street level where the other one had Justice League, had Superman, you know, The Flash, all these big names. This kind of takes it down more towards the street level. Um, we got, you know, a couple of the, the Bat, Batman. We have uh, James Gordon, um, Slade Wilson. Um, and this is more or less seeing what how they're dealing with just the zombified people. Um, it was pretty great. Uh, the beginning it it shows um, is, it, is Damien uh, burying, or I'm sorry, Dick burying or putting things. <laughs> Did you hear that? Oh my god! Oh my god! His name is Dick burying. No, yeah. Dick Grayson, but Dick burying uh. Batman. Bear, where's he burying That's his a dick? cool name. In Batman, it sounds like. Whoa, okay. <laughs> He's a dick burying Batman. I'll be honest, I was reading the thing, and so I kind of zoned out a little bit. And, <laughs> and then you came back to dick burying? Yeah, which comic are we talking <laughs> oh, about? Actually, I'm, I'm lying too, because now I'm going back to it. I had to it's see actually which dick bat it was. Burrowing. Burrowing, yes. <laughs> and it's actually Jason Todd, so. Oh, okay. oh. oh. so well, Jason's burying. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think, like, how. Yeah, because Dick had already died. With uh, Batman, Dick died. Or Do you remember deceased? reading the deceased? I read like the first issue of Deceased. I didn't carry on with it. 
so, deceased. <laughs> I just got that. Just, a year later. Just got it. <laughs> yeah. I'm proud of you, Charles. <sighs> I, um, I just love the gun. Yeah. So, uh, one of the great things within this, though, is having um, Christopher Gordon pretty much say that he knew Bruce was Batman and who all the Bat family was. So, it was kind of like one of those reveals of is this cross universes that he secretly mm. knows who they are and he just hasn't been but now that you know they're dead and the charade is down and everything um well there was was it the um batman who laughs series where well yeah because he knows he tells them yeah who you know who he is tells all of them in in uh in the in the animated movie batman year one i think it was yeah pretty sure pretty sure um i think it was anyways uh, some lady suggests that um, it's, it's Bruce Wayne and they just ended up not looking into it but he was like hmm good point <laughs> and then they just didn't, didn't continue it at all I think yeah, so one of the things that I like with this that they are making a team of uh, well kind of criminals but uh, Solomon Grundy um, Captain Cold Bane um, Deadshot um, that they're gonna, you know, try to, you know, everyone's like kind of teaming up to fight these zombies. So it doesn't matter if you're arch villains or not. It's pretty much everyone man for themselves to save humanity. So all in all, I thought it was a pretty good book, and I want to continue reading more of this uh, this world. And uh, lastly, I want to quick talk about Wolverine number one. Okay. So. I read this too. Is this, is this number one of something? Like, this is, this well, is number this negative. Is this is an origin this, story? This, this, so this series. This is, so this is <clears throat> Pikmin's X-Men. Yeah. So since. The best X-Men. Yeah. So since the iteration of the new X-Men world where the X-Men have their own nation and all that stuff, this is the new Wolverine in that Oh, okay. New right. Hickman sort of world. That does sound kind of fun. And there's really two stories within here. One's kind of, again, it's... It seems, this is, this seemed really unnecessary, the two stories in this book. Well, yeah, it should have been two different books. They're completely incongruent. Like, well, they why... don't make sense together in the same book. Well, they're going to make sense. I don't... Maybe, Eventually. but it's literally like two different things happening. And they're two full-on comics, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I don't. The first one I see more pertaining to the series, where mm -hmm. this one feels more of the second one, more of a one shot. Yep, it, and, but it's not. But it is. But it's not. Yeah, because you didn't get through all of that second one. No, did you? but it, it's 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 a. So the second one involves Omega Red, and vampires, which is interesting, and. Uh, but I don't know where this fits in. Like they do make a point at the at the end. They introduce this woman who's like a vampire hunter, and she's like, "Ever since you mutants have come out and made your own nation, you've been distracting everybody, and now the vampires are like, sweet, nobody's gonna notice us right now because they're all wrapped up in this mutant thing, so we can just fucking kill and eat whoever we want and get away with it." So I don't know if that's actually gonna come into play into any of the series at all, or if it's like. Oh, the X Men are gonna have to battle Dracula at some point. Well, they've always battled him before, but again, I feel like it's its own Wolverine yeah. story and not Wolverine and the X Men like the other one did. 
The only reason why I see with vampires is part of the key things that within Hickman's books has a whole page of like prose of this is something that you should know of this world. Mm -hmm. And I thought one of the greatest things was explaining blood types Mm -hmm. in about, you know, there's A, um, B, AB, and then O, and then the plus and negatives, all those. It's what we're used to, we know. And then real science, there are uh, antigens that kind of also mix that up. But they're talking about Wolverine's blood and more or less also vampire blood and how they're similar and so they're going to call it more E type blood, Mm. more eternal where Wolverine's blood has the regenerative properties that if through transfusion and everything um, if you were to get his blood could temporarily cure and heal some things but it loses its healing ability after a while. Whereas vampire blood, it's always virulent. It's infectious. Yeah, it will always, if you get it later on. override yours. Yeah. Yeah, and where Wolverine's blood, uh, UV light won't kill its antibodies, vampires. So they're really setting up vampire stuff in the first story of this book, Mm -hmm. which then didn't take place towards the end. So that's kind of one of the things where I feel like they're trying to tie both these stories together in one way. Right. But, uh... Another big thing that I love that they introduce in this is the Order of X, where they are human fanatics that worship mutants. Now, we always have been brought to believe that most humanity hates mutants. I personally would probably be a fanatic and want to somehow get their powers. And through this weird cult and everything of their thoughts, we already have this magical flower that can, can do awesome things. But they also think eating that as well as eating... A mutant Spoon. somehow will make them give them like get a power. Weird human mutant hybrid that allow them to exist in Krakoa. Yeah, and there was, I mean, but really this kills them. This story, <laughs> well, it kills them because of the pale lady, which who I thought they were I, referring to Emma. Yeah, that's what I thought so really too. But then to look that was like the her. whole thing, they were like, she not only was she going to set up the actual legitimate shipments of all the medicines but she was also going to run the illegitimate shipments so when they're talking about the pale lady i was like oh that's emma and then you get to the end of it and it's like who's this fucking ghost chick but is that her uh like psionically you know telepathically going in there because i mean with everything that's going on with them eat or inhaling this pollen it all seems kind of like a psychic attack as Well, well and the russian dude was like she made me burn my own eyeball Mm-hmm. Right, through mind control. And yeah. And Emma so I do think that it is. Right. But again, this has a big mystery, a bigger mystery at the beginning of why they're all dead that you know, I thought they would have come back to to explain, but they did not. Right. So it's interesting that this team is, well, like I said, dead. And uh, I think one other thing I just want to quickly say is the interaction between Kitty and Logan oh, when they're drinking. Oh, that was so cute. And so Kitty's powers is she can, you know go through, face through things, and she's saying how she really doesn't like the taste of whiskey, so why, you know, go through a middleman, and then she puts her hand on the glass, which I can only assume, too, when she's phasing down, she's absorbing the alcohol into her blood system to just get drunker quicker. Wow. Because you then see... That's the, fine It's an amazing control. new power that they've introduced, like, something else her power can do. Like, literally, she just can, get drunk, she just but... Boofs. She can... Yeah, she just puts her hand she down... forearm boofs. ...over the, the glass, and I thought, that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. And I, I love, like, the books of her and, and Logan have always been great, and 
her whole dynamic with not being able to get into the island and stuff and pretty much their adventures uh, on the high seas have been great too. So yeah. all in all, I was not wanting to pick up another Wolverine book. Mm-hmm. I was kind of adamant against it. This first story definitely has me hooked. I'm interested what the second story is going to be about. Because yeah. I don't really care about vampires. Although, I, like I said, I love the beginning with Omega Red saying, Hey, I heard we get Sanctuary. And Wolverine's like, fuck no. Yeah. But then, of course, Magneto. Do you want me to spoil the end for you? Or are you going to finish reading it? I'll finish reading it. Okay. I won't spoil it then. Yeah. Don't spoil it for people, too. I mean... They know we. I mean, maybe it. I want to read it. Mister, I read a whole comic uh, during my review last week. Listeners, if you don't want to be spoiled, say something right now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't hear anything. No, I heard somebody. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> oh, Linz, what else do you have? Um, so I read Marvel Voices number one this week. Um, Marvel Voices is actually a podcast that Marvel does <clears throat> that is interviews with people in the industry who are maybe not well represented or minorities in the industry, people of color, stuff like that. So really pushing like the, not pushing, that's a terrible word, but exploring and, and celebrating the Dissolving. diversity in comics. Mm. And um, so they took the concept of that podcast and put it in a comic book. And this, I believe this is going to be the only one they're going to do. It's not going to be an ongoing series. Mm. Just a one shot anthology it has 14 stories in it all written by uh people of color minorities and stuff like that um some of them really great celebrated writers and artists in the field the other there's other writers on here who are like people in other industries like method man wrote one of the stories charlamagne the god wrote one Roxane gay who is a huge women's right activist wrote another one of the stories um but they're all really good i mean there's definitely such a various uh, breadth of talent in this book. Like, mm-hmm. it's not all just focusing on diversity. Like, the writers are diverse, but the stories themselves, that's not the point. It's just showing their talent more than anything, like a showcase. Mm-hmm. Um, they they range from one-page stories to six-page stories. Uh, my favorite one was the... So, they go into the exploration of the spider that bit Peter and uh, Silk and what happens to that spider after it bit them. Mm -hmm. And it starts with this woman being chased by this thug who's trying to steal her purse. And then you see like this webbing come out of nowhere and like nail him to the wall. And she's like, thanks spider mitt. And then before she can get it out, she screams and runs away. And you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) And then it goes into the story about a spider. And then you realize that this spider is the thing that saved the woman. And it's just become this giant spider that, like, roams around the city and, like, saves people. Sounds like fun. (laughs) It was. And its name is Goddess. So they introduced kind of an. I don't know if they'll go further with. Goddess? Did it name itself? It sounds cool. The scientist that raised it. Oh, okay. Named it. Oh, it got named by. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. By a nerd. <laughs> nerd alert. <laughs> it was just a really interesting... Like, I'd never thought, like, I just assumed the spider probably died, right? That's what happens. Right. Um, but no, it grew and <laughs> learned English. And <laughs> apparently, when it bit the humans, not only did it impart some of 
its spiderness into them, but it took some of their human aspects out of them, so huh? it knew language and stuff like it that. It learned from watching them. <laughs> and but it was funny at the end. He was like, "I don't need a uh, costumes and a secret identity to help people, and I don't need, uh, I don't need recognition for it. I just do it because it's the right thing to do." And Save I'm my like, loved ones. Oh. I don't even have loved ones. <laughs> You're all my loved ones. I say, but it, I say it also doesn't have family who right. will get targeted. So. Right. It's 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 uh, villains are like <laughs> insect spray <laughs> and uh, they're like lavender and, des- and mint, uh, <laughs> lavender and mint around the edge of their base. So the spider wasp was like, ah, <laughs> not lavender and realistic mint. things like newspaper roll, yeah. essential man. oil, ah. newspaper roll man. <laughs> oh um, gosh. There's this actually really funny one about Ant-Man uh, fucking with uh, Nick Fury. Oh. And he was he's like small and he's floating in front of him. And Nick Fury's like, you're on the wrong rooftop. Because he looks like Ant-Man looks oh. like he's standing on the rooftop <laughs> on the other side of the alley. But really, he's just hovering right in front of him. Okay. And they're just fucking, like, it's a whole page of them just fucking with Nick Fury. And I thought it was super hilarious. Oh, that's funny. Um, all the stories were really good. Um... The other thing that I like that they did is they also did essays for this book, but they did the reader a solid, and they didn't put them in the book. Because I often find that when you're reading comics, if you have prose stories in between them, you kind of just don't go there. Mm-hmm. Because they're two different mindsets, I think. Yeah. When you're reading something visual... You're in the middle of the story, you don't want right. to break it off. So yeah. they posted all of the essays online um, at marvel.com slash voices, and... In the front of the comic, there's an infographic that tells you read this book or read this comic and then read this essay and then read these two comics and then read this essay because Mm. they curated it for like an experience. That's clever. I mean, like a guide of what to do instead of like watch Star Wars in this in this direction. Watch four, five, and six, (laughs) and then one, two, and three. Do not do it the other way around. You'll be disappointed. I mean, you're going to be disappointed anyway. But you start with the good ones. Yes, yes. So it was it was good. I liked. The, I liked the feeling of the book. It was all very positive. None of this, the only, the only kind of downer story was this this story with Wolverine and the Hulk where Bruce Banner had washed up dead on the shore and the Hulk had kind of like, Separate. he was still existing uh-huh. in like Bruce Banner's dead body, which is fucking oh. weird. And how he was like running Madripoor and trying to keep people from going into Krakoa and stuff like that. And Wolverine and, and and the Hulk had to come to a battle. Which I guess is very typical of Wolverine and Hulk. They always end up fighting each other, I think. Um, but that was really the only story that was kind of like, oh, it doesn't feel on brand for this issue. Because everything else was just really positive and, like, entertaining. Uh, not that that wasn't entertaining. But it was good. I would definitely recommend picking it up. Um, you don't have to follow the order. I didn't read any of the essays until after I was done reading the comic, and I, I didn't feel like I lost anything from reading or the comic without the essays. Do exactly what you want to do instead. Exactly. You know? Exactly. But it was Maybe def- you'll find a cooler way to do it. Definitely recommended to, no. uh, reading, I think, for sure. Cool. That's what I got. All right. Let's move on to some news. News. You guys uh, see the full Westworld trailer this week? No. Yes. I am psyched. I have feelings about it. I feel like it's going to be nothing. I don't know if they're positive. I mean, I feel like it's not going to be 
as mysterious as the first two seasons yeah. were, but I think there's still going to be a lot of what the fuck's going on moments. Yeah. My my concern is I really loved the first season. Mm-hmm. And the second season was... I couldn't even get through the second season. It was okay. How do you compete with this? You know? Like, the feeling and the the drama and the scenery that was all involved in the first season, I feel like they're losing it the further they get away from... The original... Westworld and into, concept. like, man's world. And I'm like... I do want to see what these these android robot thingies do in man's world and ex- you know exploring their humanity. But I'm also like, I, I just want to go back think, to Westworld. What am I? <laughs> Who am I? Am I even real? So I I hope it's really good. Like I really want it to be really good. I'm just I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. Well, that's going to be coming out in about a month. Yes. Uh, this week <laughs> we're gonna get Altered Carbon <laughs> second season. I enjoyed the whole bit of the first one. Uh, Anthony Mackie seems to be the star of this this go round, and it it looks totally different than what it was before. So I don't know. I can't wait till that comes out because it's something new that I can binge. Did not watch that show. Have no opinions on it whatsoever. Oh, you should watch it. It's good. Which one? Altered Carbon. Or as Charles calls it, Foreskin. Foreskin. Fuck you guys. <laughs> you're, off, you're off the podcast. Anyways, Agree with the we, almighty Netflix. We're, we're doing right, Soul we're sponsor. Right now. No, no, no. We ha- it's our sponsor right finished. now. Oh, know, so hey, Alter Carbon is great. Great. <laughs> uh, I agree with Anthony about it being great. Uh, what do you guys think of the uh, new... For the big number out of ten. New bat suit. Uh, uh, bat armor, basically. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't like... trailer? They they released um okay. they released they released gonna get changed pictures they're, they're they're testing us to find set. out what yeah. was like Sonic what do you guys think of this maybe that's no, that's the new thing that is, is yeah. you that do really custom is. design and the the bat bike looks terrible yeah. it's got straps on the shoulders man it's like it's very much it's like cobbled together armor right it's very punishery looking like it's not i'm a billionaire and i had my tech division create this super awesome kevlar armor for me it's like hey i went and bought some hockey pads and like strapped into my body and spray painted them black like this this trying to go (laughs) towards like some (laughs) real (laughs) military grade shit is really that's not the batman i want to see a fantasy comic book hero we I don't need it to have ten layers of Kevlar armor explained. I just know that his suit is pretty much going to have bullets bounce off it. Yeah. You don't need to make it look that bulky and that real. Yeah. I and think. I think if you look at like Iron Man, it demonstrates that the crowd, uh, the crowd viewing the movie, appreciates um, some level of fantasy to mm-hmm. the outfit. I mean, he basically in every movie he's wearing a transformer. Right. I mean, like tra- I, I would say for me. Transformers was the first one to kind of do that piece by piece everything's moving interchangeably you know to transform when they do like the close ups Mm -hmm. and they took that to Iron Man and I was like this is sweet and then they evolve it eventually and then eventually gets to the Nanites and you're like that's pretty cool but the the fantasy of that's kind of lost because yeah. you've seen so many suits transform already. I, mean, I just don't want to... this starts too basic. This is like... So is this... I know <clears throat> it's not supposed to be year one, but is, is this an origin 
ish story. Be. So like you know, I mean, I but guess maybe there is like he's the, seen his parents die so many times, right? Well, and I don't, do that. I don't think they're doing that. I think they're skipping right into when he's already Batman. But I think it's early on, like Batman, like Mask of the Phantasm, or whatever. Remember that? Like it, it showed him doing his first. Yeah. Okay, here we're gonna do this today. And he puts a, like a burglar's mask on, and then he's like, "Stop what you're doing!" And nobody cares at all, so they yeah. just start fighting him. And then later he decides he needs an actual he's scary costume yeah. because he wants them to fear him. My the moment, biggest thing is, the what the they fuck are him. those wrist guards? Like, they're mi- mini missile they're not, launchers. That's the thing is, it looks like he doesn't have better. And are we talk about how old Robert Pattinson so our, so Tony's talking about a, a, a picture of um, <laughs> Batman and there is a set a set photo right wrist yeah and he's got so it looks like a wrist thing but it also looks like there's little darts that he can throw at people in but again right? that's not like just have the freaking like thin spiky gauntlet not and I, whatever this I, is I I would say I would be okay with them getting away from the tr- complete traditional. But they're going too much into hobbies. It makes me think of uh, Dark Knight. The, that's the second one, right? Of the Nolan films. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When uh, those like vigilante yeah. guys kind of the guy that was the hockey uh, yeah, like, I mean, hockey pads. It looks too close to that, and that was like a joke that these people were attempting to try to look like Batman, and so they assembled stuff from. Uh, a little bit from Lowe's and a little bit from Dick's Sporting Goods, and then you got a costume. So I th- I think they could have gone a little bit more techy. I mean, so there I think you're a, gonna, I think you're going to regret actually uh, picking this apart too much because it's going to be like this evolution between yeah. two things. You got to start somewhere, and this, there's a, must have been a, like a burglar mask at some point, like. Let me see how this goes. So I don't know if I'm gonna do this. 2013, there was a comic that came out that was called Zero Year, Batman Zero Year, which yeah. I think was like a rehash of Year One. That's his kinder, kindergarten, this, his first day. This <laughs> is the outfit that debuted, and I mean, he's got bare arms in that one, even. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm thinking maybe what this bear did he break? Like, <laughs> ha, 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 ha. He's got bear arms. <laughs> uh, Second Amendment. Uh, who knows? I don't know. I'm just really concerned about the rapid aging of Robert Pattinson under that mask. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is a stunt double. <laughs> who knows? I guess maybe it's not Robert maybe, Pattinson in the costume. I think the thing that, for me, is his ears make him look like a dog, not like a bed. Mm. Uh-huh. His ears are way too tiny for how... Robert, I don't know if it's just the costume, but Robert Pattinson's got a fat head. So, the, yeah, so this does say the, the leaked pictures. It's probably him. Or the stunt double. Oh, oh so it'll be refined. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Well, what's the point of all this if you're going to put your stunt double in there? Yeah. I knew it wasn't his chin. Oh, I, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at that chin, I was like, that's not him. That's like... That's the athletic. exact thing I thought. That's the exact thing I thought, too. I was like, this... Maybe that's this how man he is old. everyone. He has he looks, this guy looks like... Chin press athletic. <laughs> athletic. 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 Um, I will say my like last word on it. <laughs> There's too much exposed. That's the thing. Yeah. That's getting me. Is there's too... Like, I don't mind the more military-esque, like, panels, like, armor stuff. There's straps. There's, like, the missile things on his arms are just kind of there. They're not even pay pa- spray Imagine you're trying to, like, or, grab that thing. He's, yeah. you know, he's got gloves on already, and they look really thin. He's going to be like, okay, hold on, burglar or whoever. Hold on. Let me... Just a second. Ah, just it's second. caught. I got it. Oh, I dropped it. So, <laughs> Could you just wait a second? I mean, we're making a movie here. Hold on. <laughs> Can't even pick it up off the ground. 
What year is this supposed to take place in? You know. <laughs> Other than which one I of think what? It's zero, actually. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't think they've revealed that yet. It's uh, is it tied to the current DCU? Some things, but they're also thinking that it'll somehow tie into Joker because they're gonna now try to retroactive put everything Why? into that. I don't know. Why? Because they have to Let kill Robin. Because they have to make us cry or some shit. Because they're not affecting us. They're not getting to us. They're trying really hard. They're like, what's the what's the thing we're missing here? Someone to really fucking like, die. The Joker was a good movie, and they should not force it into a failing universe. They saw an opportunity for money. Yeah, like just they're not gonna it... force the Joker into the. No, thing. they're saying they're the Joker's gonna be the starting core, potentially to re- start adding things into the Joker universe, basically. Oh, just like Venom is not. You got the Venom verse, yeah. and then Spider Man will be coming into that. Joker is the Jokerverse, and now everything's. Oh no! Because they saw it happened on Iron Man that uh, you can have one guy be successful and then just build everyone around that original movie, <sighs> and so I think that they they're just trying to repeat that same process and try to. They want it evolving. so badly. Yeah. Do you guys know who Dan DiDio is? Did you just stutter? DiDio. That's you, his name. Did you stutter in again? No, that's his name. You trying and to say Dio? Dio. That's how you say it, right, Donnie? Yeah. I mean, we're not a forefront of pronunciation here, so maybe it could be pronounced completely different. But do you guys know who he is? He's an American <laughs> writer, editor, no. and publisher who has worked in television and oh, comic yeah, book Dan industries. Oh, yeah, Dan Dio. Yes. He, he's, co-publisher of DC. He, okay. He was the was, co-publisher. Yes. He just got was fired. Canned hard. Like, not even in, like, a we're going our separate ways sort of way, which is, I think, how they kind of put it out there. Oh, like when people want to say face and like, yeah, I broke up with you, but it's okay if you want to tell your friends that we, it was mutual. Right. <laughs> but no, he he was canned. He was canned by DC. Actually, he was canned technically by AT&T, who owns Whoa. Warner Media, who owns DC. Someone from the top was like, kill this man. Sure, we can't do that. Fire this man. <laughs> <laughs> kill his career then. <laughs> so he's been the co-publisher of DC Comics since 2010. So he's been in that position for 10 years. Prior to that, he was the VP of editorial and the executive editor. So he's been with DC since 2002. I mean, and we've seen some ups and downs throughout that time. Infinite Crisis, 52 came out. Those were amazing. New 52 came out, which was... Rebirth came out, which was amazing. So, you know, he had some pluses and some minuses. Jim Lee's in there with him, too, so we can't, you know, lay all the blame and credit Mm -hmm. on Dan. Um... But last week, just came to work one day, and they were like, you got to go. You're fired. Yeah. Just... Don't bother getting your things. We threw them out yesterday. <laughs> well, they... So we burned them already. They, um... It's Monday. Huh? They didn't tell anybody there ahead of time. Like, I don't think Jim Lee knew. They were all at this Comics Pro thing and found out from Bleeding Cool that Dan had been fired. I bet this, that scared the shit out of a lot of people. Like, well, am I going to get fired, too? I'm they... not drinking with Dan... They they said that he was fired for fostering a poor work environment, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they're scared because they've been doing shittily. Well, that and they got so five G's coming out. Which <laughs> when when I when I first read this article and they were talking about AT and T and five G, I was like, is that the new is that the new cell stuff? It is. Yeah. It's called five G. Yeah, but yeah. that's the, also the oh, next. Okay. 
DC thing is 5G's oh, fifth generation. Oh, so still their naming of things? <laughs> so oh, no. 5G is where they're starting with Wonder Woman being the first superhero, and mm-hmm. then they're going to replace a bunch of the... Like, we're going to have a new Batman and stuff like that. Well, I mean, is it because... I mean, I've been hearing some things of the future stuff that um, didn't know where to bring it up because I don't know where it's going, but Catwoman being pregnant and stuff, are we finally getting past a world where all these fucking retcons keep happening ever like in the past five years i think there's three retcons within dc to mm-hmm. fix their shit yeah whether we can blame dan or not because it's a collective group sure. of them i don't they need a jeff johns to really just yeah i mean well, they have a they have they had a dan and they had a gym and it's like i just don't know uh i mean it must it just it's too it was too broken and that maybe that could be why people were like oh last year um, they laid off 240 DC employees prior to firing Dan. So um, does Dan equal 240 employees? They just do it yearly or something? <laughs> Maybe. Like, okay, we have, like, all these people, and then, and then this is one guy. Yeah. Um, hmm, we're going to get a lot of trouble if we do that 240 people again. Yeah. <laughs> Dan? You are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, resident internet fucktard... Ethan Van Scriver <laughs> uh, made a statement. He's worked for DC for a while. I just don't like the guy personally. Um, he does personally. great. He does. Yes, I do. He does. <laughs> do? <laughs> Tony's met him too. Oh. Uh, he does great art. He's a good artist. Um, so I'll give him that. But he's he thinks that or he's stated that DC will fold if 5G fails, like fold. And I don't know that that's... That would not be true at all. I feel like there's just no way. They have too many properties that are still making money for one change. Is he just trying to scare his crew or something? Well, he's... Well, I stand by my original statement. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I... I don't even know this guy. We know him now. I know him now. Personally. (laughs) Through through her. Um, So, yeah. So, this was... I mean, it was a huge shock to the comics community, I think, for Dan to be fired. It's my understanding that he's always been a super nice, cool guy who is just for forwarding the comic book industry and keeping it afloat. So, who knows what this means for DC. Uh, I get worried when a media conglomerate slash cell phone company is making decisions having to do with something that doesn't Mm. have anything to do with their main core business and Maybe they'll sell it. The covers, which is absolutely (laughs) wrong. Yep. So that's what I have. And you mentioned Catwoman being pregnant. That was another thing I saw this week. Uh, Tom King actually what tweeted that cover. I didn't think he was writing. He's not. He's doing a a different book now, which I think is going to explore this. So if they're going to do it as an Elseworlds thing, I'll be pissed. Yeah. I want to see progression. I want to see things happening. This will be the only salving grace, saving grace, if they didn't get married, but... They're married, quote, air quotes, married. They're, was it common? They, like, hand-fasted or some shit like yeah. that. <laughs> common law married? I think, I mean, it's not like Batman's never like had a bat kid. rattle, you know? Are they going to do things like bat diapers? Or Maybe. The His last kid bottle? was raised by the League of Assassins. <laughs> so, who the knows what, what this kid Raised by a master thief. Yeah. Mm. So, I think it'll be interesting it, to really see what if, if they see this through and Catwoman takes 
full nine month pregnancy and the the you see not see the baby being born. What's but the like, cat gestation? Oh, I mean she's she's a human. Yeah, but <laughs> she's not a cat. <laughs> Same. I think it's twelve years, Tony. I think we're maybe we're gonna have a forever pregnant Catwoman like we did with Jessica Jones, where she was pregnant for literally like I don't know a decade before she had her baby. No, um, that is true. Each comic or episode was a day. Only. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> yeah. I really want to see her like try and like still be a burglar while carrying around this pregnant yeah. belly though, and like trying to see her fit through windows and like bend over <laughs> and pick stuff up and uh-huh. doing like the pregnant squat where you have to. Like, it's gonna have to happen at some point. We'll be like trying to be a thief, but trying to like. You know, uh, just be independent instead of asking for help from Batman or Alf or somebody. I'm gonna do this myself. Well, Alf instead. Just, oh well, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> or somebody, anybody else. Alfred's uh, ghost. Yeah. And that <laughs> that was the other thing ghost. I saw mentioned. If it's a baby boy, everyone's like, name it Alfred. That would be cute. Oh wow. He did. You nailed it, I think. <sighs> so. So, Alfie. speaking of death, I thought the Sandman universe was coming to an end. Uh, I read about this a couple weeks ago, but didn't really mention it because I, wa- I want to read more up on it. Because I'm like, that's huge fucking news. But then I'm realizing it's just the comic book series of The Dreaming, mm-hmm. which is one of the many that are in the Sandman universe. Because they just started Hellblazer now mm-hmm. within the Sandman imprint of that. So come April, which then I found out the, the issue will come out April 1st. Which I'm like, holy shit, that is new comic book day in April. I wonder how many fucked up April Fool's Day jokes will be within comic books. Mm. This being, I guess, truly one of them, so that series will be done, and I'm sad to see that go, but the universe will still be ongoing. I mean, there's not really a dream going on right now within the the universe, so it's interesting where it's going. But I bring that up because it has just been announced that Lock and Key are going to be crossing over with the same universe. This just makes so much sense to me. Very much so. Like, what a great marriage of ideas this could be. And and the thing is, out of comic book collaborations, IDW and DC have been just doing it Mm -hmm. a lot lately. And IDW owning Lock and Key series, um, and obviously DC owning Sandman series on their Black Label. This, yeah, both books, same... You know, did both of those start in the same place though? Because Sandman was no, it's Vertigo. Was Vertigo and, and Lock and Key's always been IDW. Yeah. Yeah. So this is going to uh, see. Obviously, there needs to be some sort of keys. It's going to be the key to hell, which has been predominant force within the Sandman universe in past uh, issues. Uh, I'm very looking forward to what this will come about and it's supposed to be hitting stands sometime in October crossing fingers it'll be good is it being put out by IDW or by DC do we know you know when they do these things I I actually haven't really looked at which um, I feel like IDW does most of the the printing yeah because I think because it kind of gets away from having DC to realize how their multiverse works and so they'll just say it's an IDW universe um, but I'm just, it also is just happy that we're going to get another Lock and Key story as well. So there's that. Charles, um, I have another screenplay uh, ad- adaptation for you to read. Ooh. After your enjoyment of the Aliens one, they're doing a Predator, original what? Predator screenplay as a comic book adaptation. 
Uh, we're going to be a musical. Get to the chopper. Oh, my God. Get to, I get hope. to chopper. the chopper. <laughs> Where is the chopper? <laughs> oh, there it is. If there's not, I think that it could happen. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh, but yeah, Dark Horse is coming out with they're taking their success from the Alien screenplay and saying, well, what's the next ideal follow up to doing the Aliens screenplay as a comic? <laughs> Come on, do it. What are you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Booze in the Book this week is going to be <laughs> Grim <laughs> Universe <laughs> Presents. Deeds <laughs> we can get it. Are you done? He's no. writing a musical over here, Tony. <laughs> this is your idea. You should be all about this. <laughs> Don't push down his genius. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Booze in a book this week is Grim Universe Presents 2020. Now, this has five standalone stories. Um, I love picking up these books just because uh, all of the Grim Universe I enjoy, but I haven't gotten into all of them just with how many comics that we have. These are usually short stories. Some of them go into ongoing which they'll say you know pick up the next chapter here and there and they come out you know a handful of times a year so when those come out it's interesting to then get a quick glimpse of what books you might be liking one of the things that i've still loved is uh bell um mm. series that they have so beast hunter is that what she yes is? yeah and so i uh yeah don't have a really a favorite within here but what I'm going to pair it with is, and it works out great because I couldn't pick a single beer from this brewery that we went to, but at the um, beer fest that we were at, there was one place, oh no, I lost my... Uh... God damn it, Tony. Oh, what? this is where it goes. <laughs> Get your notes Next together. Now, I'm gonna forget what he's doing. Oh, right no, here it is. Well, I had to look at the program to remember. Uh, Cognition Brewing Company. It's from way up in the UP. They don't have any bottling or anything as of yet, but their beer was all great. We went there multiple times, partly because of some of the the names to them, like Storm the Castle, Octopus was very scary, and Yolner. Mm. Not Mignolner. It was just Mjolnir. Um, and Tears in the Rain and the Unicorn in Captivity. Uh, these were all just great different beers. And so since this has multiple stories, I'm just going to pair it with Cognition Brewing Company because that was such a great yeah. um, tent at the beer fest. So make your way up to the UP, eh? Eh? Yeah. Do you know where in the UP? I mind my we. Uh, I do not, but okay. I'll find Somewhere out in the UP. It, yeah. Just drive around until you find it. Look it up. <laughs> Get online. Uh, 113 East Canda Street. Falanges. In? Ishpeming. 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 So if you know where Ishpeming is. <laughs> One person's like, finally, my knowledge of UP cities is finally paying off. Oh, Charles, you want to sing us out? Uh, no. He's lost it now. <laughs> yeah, the passion's you know, gone. You the, killed my dream. The play's been destroyed. <sighs> if it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, stay thirsty for whatever is going to come out of Charles's mind next week. Only his mind, though. Don't stay thirsty for anything else coming out of Charles. Mm. <laughs> stay tuned. 